Call the police. Tell the sheriff I shot him. Is this some kind of joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is Fear What I Fear. (laughs) A podcast where we beg our partner to fear something we do. Whether it be a movie, TV show, or anything in between. We're your hosts, Masha. And Dandy. (laughs) And this week, we're talking about Enough. Welcome, ghoulish folks. Now that it is October, love what I love is gone, and we are back to being fear what I fear. My least favorite time of year. (laughs) Where I get to make Masha watch horror movies, and she picks movies that have a horror angle to them. (laughs) (laughs) And I am happy as a camper at Crystal Lake. You know, it is nice to see that little extra shine in your eye <laughs> and those extra smiles you have throughout the month. Yep. You get to watch all the horror movies you love and yep. just be Halloweeny. Be Halloweeny, and we're going to have in store for you not just horror focused regular episodes, but plenty of bonuses coming in and maybe some franchise deep dives and yeah. other fun, spooky. Yes. We'll have an array of special guests uh, in those special episodes that Andy mentioned. So we'll bring all the horror lovers in to the month of Fear What I Fear. So I am going to go ahead and kickstart the month with my first Fear What I Fear movie. (laughs) Enough is a 2002 thriller that follows Slim, a single working class waitress turned upper class housewife after meeting the supposed man of her dreams. After confronting her husband about his affair, she finds herself trapped in an abusive relationship. When she's finally had enough, she must figure oh, out <laughs> she must figure out how to fight her way out of it. So, Enough stars Jennifer Lopez, Billy Campbell, Tessa Allen in her first film, That's the Little Girl. Oh, it's not. Juliette Lewis, Dan Futterman, and Noah Weil. It was directed by Michael Apted. Who, Apted. yeah, or maybe it's apt. How I don't do you spell know. it? A P T E D. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's British. He's Probably British. Apt. Probably apt. Uh, he's directed, or he's known for Rome and that James Bond movie, The World Isn't Enough, or is not enough. The world, <laughs> the world isn't enough. Yeah, <laughs> the world is not enough. <laughs> um, and I, I didn't know this way. He, I mean, he recently passed away at the oh, beginning of this year. Um, but yeah, I think I remember liking World Is Not Enough. I'm not a big James Bond head. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them once. I think that There's was so many of them. His Golden Eye, Tomorrow Never Dies, World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. It's funny because I feel like if you were like name three James Bond movies, I could like pull it out of my butt. You know, like No Time to Die. Like I would have just like make that up, and it was probably a that's, James that, Bond title. That's the one that's coming out now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's on your brain you've oh. seen the advertisements well there you go <laughs> no i only remember those because those were uh i remember the bonds that came out after i was born mm-hmm. like i don't know the order of them before i was born but i just remember golden eyes a big deal okay like, yeah, yeah, yeah that video game was changed the world uh-huh so it's like i remember golden eye so i remember seeing them after that and i remember the order Oh, okay, okay. But we're not talking about Bond. <laughs> we are not. Uh, we are talking about Enough, which had a budget of $38 million and made 51.8 mil in the box office. So, nice. not too shabby. 38 mil seems high. Right. 
I mean, think of the multiple locations here. Your your cast, J Lo alone. Like yeah, I don't J-Lo know how much probably. he's taken home. Did um, you do? We don't have to go into it now, but do you have like? j-lo movie star history like i forget where this falls in like well 2002 yeah, it's pre Gili and pre jersey girl so it's pre the ben affleck doubled movies right but i mean her music career and like, oh yeah i know i'm just talking about movies like oh okay okay this is probably post made in manhattan i didn't look into that but i've watched a ridiculous amount of j-lo movies like i love them all like really? i love made in manhattan i love freaking the one with matthew mcconaughey is the wedding planner freaking love uh, that movie and that's actually the first mcconaughey movie for me wow he, he, and he had blonde hair in that movie he has, doesn't he always have blonde hair <laughs> no he has dark brown hair oh really yeah oh man uh, face blind i don't know um but yeah this your was your first one wasn't failure to launch no, I've never even seen that movie. I've never seen any uh, movies. Enough, actually. It's like it's post Selena, which I think was her like movie on the map movie Word. for J Lo. Yeah. Enough and Made in Manhattan were actually the same year, but The Wedding Planner was the year prior in 2001. Got it. So I mean, it, it was picking up for sure. I think this is my second J Lo movie mm-hmm. ever I've seen. What's the first one? It's not even a J Lo movie, but it's Jersey Girl. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she's in it, but it's not a J-Lo movie. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. This is like, uh, this is 100% a Jennifer Lopez For sure. vehicle. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've seen any others. I haven't seen, what was that recent one? Hustlers? Uh, the second act was, oh, yeah, Hustlers, I guess, was. Yeah, it I was 2019. Yeah, I haven't seen that either, but I, uh, that could have been close. Pretty, I, I almost saw good. it. Yeah, I almost saw it. I, mm, I got to rewatch it to see if I love it, but I did enjoy it in the theaters. Do it on the cast. Hey. Um, I did not see the second act, though, which came out in 2018, because I couldn't figure out what it was about. What is that? It's literally her in the poster holding, a uh, like, a briefcase, and I'm like, oh. this could be about anything. Oh, <laughs> it's about she didn't have a career, and now she feels like she's old, but then she decides she's going to go after her career, just by the title alone. Okay. You know, it's uh. her second act. She's like, look at me. I'm I'm almost 50, but I'm... It's like the intern, but she's not as old. Yeah. All right. With Robert De Niro, your, fav- <laughs> your favorite movie. Uh, Robbie? <laughs> Robbie's in it? <laughs> yeah. Bobby Boy? No, Bert, you know. <laughs> You've called him every other nickname in the world. Why not Bert? <laughs> Robert? Oh, Bert. Oh, That's Bert cool. De Niro? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, is the second act combined with the intern because it was his second act? I, I didn't. And this is a sequel with the lady and I they combine forces? Maybe. I haven't seen either. I never heard of second act, so... Uh. I'm just I'm just saying that's what I think it's about based on what you said. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit of a tangent there, but all that to say is you've had uh, enough of that tangent. (laughs) Gonna be a lot of enough jokes, folks. (laughs) Enough. And if you've had enough, feel free to turn us off. (laughs) One thing I didn't know is that this movie is actually based on a novel um, that was written in 1998 by Danielle Steele. No. Okay. Uh, it was my mom. By... My mom read Daniel Steele books, and they were just often about women getting beat, and then like, <sighs> you know, like stuff like just like it's like the lifetime of books. Oh my gosh! So I just guessed it was Daniel Steele. I am surprised. I mean, we just watched a trailer, and I'm surprised. I mean, this is a lifetime movie to a T. Yeah, sure. or at least the way they cut the trailer was. Yes. I yes. don't know if the way the movie plays out, but like the way they cut the trailer and the general plot yeah lifetime would have would have loved it it would have ate it up i think that the ratings though like this was a pg-13 movie and i'm surprised by that Um, because the amount of violence yeah but it's not like like james bond movies are pg-13 he's shooting people all over the place i don't know why we can go back to james bond (laughs) (laughs) this has nothing to do with james 
<laughs> it's because of the director. I'm just thinking like most action movies that aren't like gory are like Taken's PG-13. I guess I'm thinking more in the sense of like what that violence is for. Like that violence is like an action movie, but yeah. this is like abuse. So I, I consider like abuse rated R, I guess, Fair in my enough. head. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, <laughs> it, this movie was based on a novel called Black and Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. And for you listeners, I recently learned of that term. I'd never heard it before. It blew my mind that you'd <laughs> never heard the term black and blue. We went to Andy's parents' house, and you had something on your neck, like a like a mist part of I was your hair. Sh- yeah, when I was shaving my head, I had a little mist, like patch of hair on the back that I didn't see. <laughs> and and Andy's dad was like, "What is that? Black and blue?" <laughs> and I found it hilarious. I was like, "What the hell is black and blue?" I still don't know how that was the first time you've ever heard that term. Oh man, I'm still not over it. I'm still uh, laughing. Um, but yeah, this this book was by Anna Quinlan, and I gotta say, I can watch a movie like this, but I can def I I cannot read about it. Really? Because I think reading about it is ten times worse. Your imagination goes wild. Yeah. Yeah. I did find it weird in my research that the script and basically everyone involved in like the creation of this movie, the director, the writer, the producers were all men. <laughs> but i mean at least the source material was written by a woman the book yeah yeah yeah. but what was interesting is that this script was written by a guy named nicholas khan who wrote matilda wait i thought matilda oh the movie yeah oh uh, they meant the book no no no. i thought that was rolled doll yeah that's rolled doll but like he uh you know i guess he's like a good like book to movie adapter yeah he's got it down (laughs) that's dope so Maybe one of the reasons I'm attracted to this movie is that this role was initially meant for Sandra Bullock. <laughs> ah, you, your favorite actress of all time. I know. You're probably tight that it wasn't her. You're like, ah, it would have been great. <laughs> you think I'm gorgeous? You want to kiss me? You want to hug me? I think McDonald is more feminine. I'd you rather kiss him. You want to love me? You want to hug me. You want to sleep. I think Jayla was awesome in this role, but uh, it's it's so funny. Like yeah, she Sandra just got a hat. She's got enough roles. She's, she's yeah, she's yeah. everything. But I could totally see it. Yeah, oh yeah. It's so interesting. Like if she had or taken... Hillary Swank. Oh, Hillary Swank for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting to like think like if she did take on this movie, like how that would have affected like other movies, you know, like or her career and everything. Yeah, yeah. You got a you got a glimpse of it, unfortunately, when we rented this movie. It showed for some reason at the top of the film what the Rotten Tomato score was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the exact number, but it was low. It was like twenty two or something, right? It was exactly twenty two. Ah, I got it. <laughs> twenty two critics, um, and I was upset per usual. Yeah. But uh sixty percent audience, which still kind of upset, but better. <laughs> people don't have to like what you like i know for it to be something you like but i'd love to know before we even get into it like what did you know about enough mm, yeah, really nothing i think i rem- vaguely remember it coming out like the, the title sounds familiar like i remember like seeing commercials i guess but that's pretty much it i mean it came and went i didn't really I never even thought about seeing i was 12 years old at the time so like oh i guess so. i wasn't really like you know, go drop me off at the theater to see enough, you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. I just never saw it. And uh, based on the fact, just on the title and that you 
picked it as your thriller slash horror <laughs> movie for this year made me think that it was about a woman who gets pushed to the edge and has enough. Yeah. You know, so I was just like, I kind of figured out roughly what it was going to be. It's a Martin Scorsese title. You but, get what you get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I didn't know. Uh, I knew J-Lo was in it, I guess. Or maybe, I don't even know if I knew that, really. What was your J-Lo awareness at 12 years old? My awareness was the song Jenny from the Block. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm sure I knew other her other hit songs from the 90s, like just because they were on like radio, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't really think much about her at that age. And uh, I remember Benefer being like talked about. Mm. And then I remember Gigli coming out and bombing. And then I remember Jersey Girl and liking it. Nice. <laughs> that's my J-Lo experience. Wow. But yeah, seriously, I have no, didn't know any. Like, barely ever thought about this movie, never really knew about it. And uh, that's about the size of it. And so you, Masha, why don't you tell us how this is your horror movie pick of the month? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we all know, like, it's hard for me not being as, not being a horror fan, really. Uh, that's why we sort of stretched it for, for my sake and in including thrillers and fear what I fear. Yeah, I mean, the fact <laughs> that we even got, like, the good son... And what was your other one? Not oh, breath, uh, not breath the magic. craft. The craft, yeah. The fact that we got those out of you is, <laughs> is considered a gold, folks. That's all you're ever gonna get. Yeah. The rest of these are gonna be abused. Oh come on. Uh, abused spouse thrillers. <laughs> Masha's favorite genre. It's not. I'm, I have a weird tolerance for assault movies, but not any ass- kind of assault. But like, it has to have that revenge, accomplished revenge factor. You know what I mean? Like, I'm weirdly attracted to those types of stories. Except the Italian show on HBO you watch where they just slap the women around every episode. Oh, come on. And it's just part of the... My brilliant friend is not about women being slapped around all the time. Though Folks, it does happen a lot. <laughs> I haven't watched My Brilliant Friend. I'm sure it's brilliant. I'm sure it's a great show. <laughs> but when someone else in your house is watching it and you're just walking by the TV, you hear a lot of... A lot of Italian, like, and then it's it's a rough one. And Masha loves it, so. It does not help that it's in Italian, so it's, like, much They easier. sound angrier than I, that's like, you know, like, I don't know what they're saying, but they sound angrier than they probably are because they're just so expressive. They're very passionate. You know, I'll always bring it up and how funny it is that <laughs> the more improbables of something in a horror movie, the more scared you are. So, like, when it's, like, supernatural and ghosts and monsters, you have you want no business of any of that. No. But then when it's, like, someone in your life who loves you, like, starts attacking you, which, like, happens to people all the time and is a horrible tragedy, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm down. Like, that's... Well, you know what? I think part of it is it's sort of empowering people and, like, giving sort of insight into how one, realistic or not could get out of a situation like that. So I find it more of like a, I don't want to say insightful, but like, you know, it's kind of like, um, hey, this is how this person dealt with it all right, sort but of if, thing. But it, all right, fair. But then if you're truly scared of Chucky the Killer doll, wouldn't you want to know how to take him out by watching all eight movies and seeing? No, because it doesn't exist. And I don't like that someone thought about it and it, like created this character out of thin air. I'm like, what's going on in your brain? It's scary. I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> I'll be friends with you, Don Mancini. <laughs> You can come on the show, and Masha won't be here. Well, me and oh you will hang God. out, folks. It's gonna be a tough month for me. Masha I, can go take a walk. I, we might need to take a break after Fear What I Fear. You're not even gonna be on half the Fear What I Fear episodes. I have to recruit horror fans to, to 
<laughs> to have a conversation with me because um, you were like, I'll watch it enough. <laughs> that is true. Masha has already had enough. So I think she would pick this yeah, movie to, to subtly hint that she's had enough of Fear What I Fear. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think, in a sense, we're starting Fear What I Fear out with like easy level, and then it's just going to get harder as the month oh, goes I'm gonna, on. Yeah, I'm going to like. <laughs> The horror movie version of like terrorize you this year. <laughs> I'm picking some real rough ones, like oh like, Jesus, Christ. like horror horrifying movies, not See, just like horror is movies. This enough? Am I in the movie? Enough, Am I enough? <laughs> man, enough ain't enough for me. I'm, I'm going. I'm going hardcore ne- on my next pick. Oh my god! I um, don't know what it is, folks, but I'm not telling you. Oh uh, dear. Uh, save me, anyone? Uh, okay. <laughs> so. Um, oh yeah. What's your history with enough though? <laughs> I mean, I know you you picked it because it's closest to a horror movie for you. I mean, it is a thriller. It is a murder action thriller uh sort of thing i think and i think the story is literally a horror story it's about an abusive woman and how oh, for sure. abusive woman and how does she uh sort of handle that situation and get herself out yeah um not only for herself but for her child i of course knew of j-lo so i think that was a huge draw for me in terms of like getting interested in what this film was about um, I have a weird love, like I mentioned, for crime dramas. I love Law & Order SVU. Like, it's the freaking hardest Law & Order to watch, like, in uh-huh. terms of, like, the franchise breakouts. But I, when when people are brought to justice in that sense, like, I freaking love it. So I think this movie was right up my alley. But I will say I picked it for Fear What I Fear because at the age that I watched it, I was terrified. Yeah. What a... F- scary scenario for a teenager to witness like i i I don't think i even thought about abusive relationships before i saw this film Mm -hmm. so i think that it made me a little hyper aware of making sure i never met anyone with any of the traits that or like not met but like found myself in a relationship with any of the like (laughs) identifiable you know like oh this person has a hot temper i don't want to be in a relationship (laughs) with them you know like i just became aware of that (laughs) so maybe this movie saved a lot of teenage lives like they grew up to know that like not to be in those kinds of relationships other than that i just found this movie to be a little like very empowering too like had to have a woman lead and just know seeing the situation that she's in and sort of like I was mentioning before, like giving insight on how you might tackle this, this scenario. And this movie gets a lot of criticism for what they say. They, a lot of the critics are were like, this romanticizes like an, a, a serious issue and like you're exploiting something that's really real. And I'm like, I don't know if it's exploiting it. I yeah. I don't think it's glamorizing it in any way. Just yeah, just because I mean, I mean, it's what the movie's about. So yeah, right. I don't know if I agree with that. So I think that's where a lot of like the negative, uh, and and a lot of critics were calling it like unrealistic as well. Sure, it's I a mean, movie though. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, and we could certainly talk about it as we you know sure, get in, sure. dig into the plot but i i i disagree in that it's glamorizing or uh misrepresenting abusive relationships i i think if anyone who's experiencing an abusive relationship like every scenario is different of course like there's not going to be one movie that embodies all in one oh, of course yeah. um but i do think that i mean it's a story to tell like it's just a story and you shouldn't rely on these movies to yeah, it's not I, a I documentary. That <laughs> it's not realistic thing. It's so stupid because it's like, 
anyway, I mean, it's a fictional story. Like most, you know, when you really think about it, life is boring. Like it's gonna, you're gonna have to over dramatize a lot of things and right. like, you know, and make it a little sensational for the type of movie you're making. Like it's very, you know, every filmmaker and every film has a different goal. You know, so like, yeah. There's mo- I'm, I don't know why I just thought of this, but I'm thinking of, like, Marriage Story is a very realistic, like, look at what it's like to find- have a marriage fall apart. Mm-hmm. And I really like that movie, but, like, that shouldn't be the goal of every filmmaker to make a movie that feels like that. Like, like that's not the goal of this one. This one was kind of to be, like, half of a horror, half of, like, an action movie in a certain sense, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you're taking this realistic story and then putting it through the lens of, like, a genre film you right know? right so that whole like it's not realistic that just seems like when someone doesn't <laughs> like a movie and doesn't know how to articulate it so they're like it's not realistic I'm like <laughs> fuck you like batman's not realistic like yeah doesn't mean it's not awesome like you know it's like i agree with you so it's like yeah yeah probably most battered women aren't gonna go the route that j-lo goes mm-hmm. but that's why this is a movie about a fictional character right like, i want to like you want to suspend reality a little bit yeah we're not in spoilers so i'm not gonna talk about it but like you know <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not really too much to dig into um, outside of just like digging into the movie. So yeah. I'm down to just dive in. Let's do it. So I think this movie is interesting in that it starts out with one sort of style of storytelling and then just abandons it completely. Yeah. <laughs> I My first note was I wasn't expecting the upbeat start in a diner with all I want to do is have some fun playing. Yes. You know, like I was just like, all right, I mean, based on the cover and the title and the genre. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and even like the title cards too, like it's, I forget what it says, um, but it's like the beginning or the introduction. Yeah, yeah. Those title cards are like they appear in like the first twenty five minutes of the movie and then just are abandoned. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't that. I don't know. You weren't into it. I am really like it was just. It just seemed like they thought of something in post that were like <laughs> they thought would make it seem deeper, but like it didn't really mean anything. <laughs> and I didn't even realize that they abandoned it. Oh yeah, like halfway through. Yeah, it might pop up once again, but like by that time it'd been an hour since they'd done it, so I'm like. What? Not really effective in yeah. this, in in pushing the story forward. For sure, for sure. But yeah, we get uh we get our introduction to Slim, played by J Lo. I I like that nickname. Yeah, really. and we get Julia Lewis. She's always great. Oh yeah, what do you Looking know her from? Julia, uh, so many things. Cape Fear. Oh, should I do Cape Fear this year? Oh no, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about Cape Fear. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Cape Fear, Natural Born Killers. Uh, she's Christ, I can't, I can't, so many things. I can't oh, that's even. great. I'm pretty sure she's in one of the National Lampoon vacations as one of, as the daughter. Oh, okay. The joke in those movies is they recast the kids every every sequel. Uh-huh. So she, I think she plays one of the daughters, if I'm not mistaken. I'd have to IMDb her, but yeah, those, those are just like three I can think of off the top of my head. This movie has what Masha loves, which is a meet cute. Yep. I gotta admit, I was tricked into being like, oh, this is the guy that she ends up marrying at the very beginning. There's this guy who comes and like flirts with J-Lo or Slim, yep. gives her a rose and is acting like a complete gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yet the guy she ends up getting with and marrying um, is the one that defends her. Yeah. Because, you know, he exposes this guy for like placing a bet with his friend outside of the diner and the bet is basically like how I, I bet I could get into her pants yeah, before yeah. the he, end of the week he, or he something. He pulls like. the chivalry card and wins the day. But what, what I found hilarious watching it this time around, and I'd never questioned this as a child, is this guy and Jay, uh, and Slim get together. They get married. And at the wedding, they're discussing who's paying for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no way. There's 
no way. Like as as a couple who's planning a wedding yeah. right now. Surprise, folks, we're engaged. We, we, we don't make a big deal of it on the show, but we're to, we're engaged, planning a wedding. There's no, the whole thing doesn't go down. <laughs> And then you're like, ah, man, who's going to put the bill at the end? Yeah. <laughs> oh, her father's not around? No worry. We'll take care yeah. of the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> who who paid for it? Yeah. Who put down the down payments? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> All right, I take it back. The critics are right. This shit is unrealistic. Oh, come on. Come I don't on. buy it. The whole story's cuckoo. No. <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Oh, <laughs> I God. forgot about that. <laughs> well, I found that hilarious, but yeah. basically what you get in this intro is that you learn that Slim is sort of alone in this world. Like yeah. she has friends who are like family, but she doesn't really have any and real she has the one father around. figure. He comes to the wedding and gives money even though he's like broke. Yeah. This hu- new husband is her ticket out of her life. You know, as a waitress, she he buys he buys her a house that she wants. Yeah, and, and yeah, because like even before the, like the wedding is the first time we even see he has money. Like you don't even know who this guy, like what this guy's deal is. Yeah, and then yeah, he clearly has money. And then she wants the house, and he's like all persuasive on the guy, and he's like, "My wife wanted it, so I'm getting it because I get what I want." <laughs> That's my impersonation, even though it sounds nothing like him. Uh, uh, I do like though, uh, and you know, I'm constantly on my crusade to rail against the trailer industry and hate <laughs> trailers and don't watch trailers. But if you were just turn this movie on, you know, even if you saw the title, but like didn't read anything, I do like, I like when movies are able to kind of hold their cards for a little bit mm. and you don't know, like there's no hint that anything scary is going to happen in this story. The right. first like however many minutes, like 10 to 15 minutes that we're discussing here, like there's no like, sometimes they play their cards early and then like it'll like linger on the guy for a long time and play a scary tone on a keyboard and you're like, oh shit. Right. But I really like... Like kind of like when we talked about Attack the Block, like I kind of wish they didn't show the alien spaceship crashing in, as the first shot. Mm. I would have liked it if you thought you were watching a gang movie and then there was aliens all of a sudden. Right. So I like when cards, cards, movies hold their cards like to themselves a little bit. Yeah. So for I do sure. appreciate this. I mean, the trailer will fucking give it away in three <laughs> seconds. But you know, 2002 very easily could have turned this on USA. It's, it's rated PG-13. Yeah. You just flip it on. You see J Lo. You're like, I'll watch this nice little story. And all of a sudden, you're like, sinister. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's why I was drawn into because I'm like, oh, cute. Like a husband bought her a house. Yeah. I want that. And then. <laughs> and uh, the um, the pop songs they play in the beginning parts of these movie, it's like 2002 calls. Oh, for sure. It's like, give me a movie. <laughs> Whatever that joke is. <laughs> they wanted their pop songs back. Uh, uh yeah i don't even know what they were but i was like jesus like they always threw me out of the movie because it was so <laughs> current of the time you know uh yeah and this movie of course quickly takes a turn when slim confronts her husband about an affair that he's having um and another thing to bring you back to the times other than the music is the beeper oh yeah <laughs> yo that thing's vibrate was insane. <laughs> How do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I know. You were you called it out. Oh, too. did I? I wrote yeah. it down. I remember that thing like was she in the neighbor's house and she heard it vibrating? Like it was fucking slow. <laughs> Could say, all right, I'm done. This is crazy. <laughs> And we're discovering this with her, right? Like, we've seen her husband through the le- her lens of yeah. this is a great guy. He sticks up for me. will do anything for me. And when he hits her uh, and uh, abuses her for the first time, like, we are also surprised. I mean, I knew I knew it was coming, but I was really surprised it was, like, a right hook to the head. Mm. Like, that was brutal. I thought he was going to, like, like backhand her, you know, like, classic, like, 50s, like, guy hits his wife kind of move. Uh-huh. But he fucking, he punched her. Like, it was, like... 
it was a tough one. Yeah. yeah. I got to say, this movie made me not want to watch any movie that that guy was in (laughs) like he was such that abusive character to me that i could not see him in any other light you couldn't trust him in any movie (laughs) like you'd always be waiting for the twist like (laughs) i know that guy's playing jesus but i don't trust i think he's gonna turn (laughs) yeah I think it's one of those twist movies where they play with you. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love to know what stuck out to you because I, I think throughout this movie we have different scenarios where Slim doesn't do anything wrong, but like she's basically on edge for a decent amount of time where she's trying to figure out like I'm kind of stuck in this scenario. Like right off the bat when he hits her for the first time, even when she tries to tell someone about it, he pretends that he's left and then comes back and knocks the door and is like, what were you doing? Yeah. You know, so that like adds that extra scary factor. Like not only am I going to abuse you, but you're being watched and I don't expect you to yeah, yeah. tell anybody else about this. That, like you are alone. Yeah. That did stick out to me. Um, there were certain moments though. Some of the things that happened in this movie, I, I, they were a little on the nose, like, like not so like, you know, I always like a little more subtlety, mm-hmm. but there were certain moments that I thought really like kind of rounded out this story and kind of made me actually like want to ask more questions. And one thing that I loved and I really wish we could have got a little bit more of was when after she gets hit and she goes to talk to his mom, mm. who she's clearly gotten close to because she pulls up and the mom immediately like goes up and is like, hey, I love you. And then she sees the bruises and then her mom's tone changes immediately. And she was like, what did you say to him? Or what did yeah, you do to what him? What did you do? Yeah. What did you do to him? <laughs> um, so we're watching this movie, folks. No one else is going to have this experience, I think. But we're watching this movie, like, you know, it's getting intense. She just got beat by her husband. Like, the, the drama's starting. The stakes are getting high. She goes to tell the mom. The mom comes over, says that heartbreaking line, what did you do to him? And then our Peacock streaming cuts to a commercial. Oh. Like a good neighbor. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> State Farm is there. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, we were like, I forgot that happened. <laughs> I wrote it down in my notes. I was just like, yo, come on. Like, like a good neighbor, we'll always help you with domestic abuse. Jesus like, like, it seems like a misguided State Farm commercial. You know? like, yeah, we it's gotta... Like, uh, <laughs> it's like, husband's like, who the fuck are you talking to? Jake from State Farm. He starts hitting her. Yeah. Like, you know, like a good neighbor. Um, sorry, but yeah, that was so... Jake from State Farm yeah. right after. Yeah, it was just... Oh, it was good timing. <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's a detour. But I really like that moment. And yeah. I just, like, I would have loved to learn a little bit more about, like... I wish we would have revisited his parents a little bit more just to know, like, like how they really felt. Like, are they scared of him? Do they condone this behavior? Like, right. do they are they the type of people who just, like, put never mention it and act like this? they don't have an issue with their son, you know? Yes, like, yes. I was so curious... Because she clearly knows that it happens. Yeah. But it's like, does she is she okay with it? Or is she just in denial? Like, what is it? Like, it's so funny because my brain even went to maybe she she's lived her life in an abusive relationship. So her saying, what did you do? Was sort of her mentality of thinking if she gets hit, it's her fault. Yeah, yeah. That, it could be that. Um, you know, it could be that thing where, you know, there's some mothers who, like, never could ever admit their son did something wrong. Mm, like, they're yeah. serial killers whose mothers still go like, no, but they're my boy you know yeah. like so it could be like oh like my boy's perfect you know so what did you right. do oh you hit a deer come have some exactly. spaghetti yeah, yeah. <laughs> good fellas uh, <laughs> um, but yeah so i love that moment i was a little bummed we never really like i don't even know if we see the mom again no we we don't yeah. i mean we hear from her on the phone yeah yeah so i that agree with you. When you when you asked yeah I think this movie seeds a little bit of realistic scenarios that could happen to people. You could have a, a mother like that who's like, what did you do? 
you could go to the police and realize how freaking useless the system is in terms of protecting abused women. That scene was ridiculous. Um, Yeah, that was. Um, To backtrack a little, though, I don't think it was the tightest script in the world when it came to the husband's kind of like turn when we like learn that, like when we first see him go kind of like in a psycho Mm -hmm. because he you know kind of from the way i'm seeing it like he goes like from zero to a hundred when it comes to like being bad Mm -hmm. like the second she starts accusing him of cheating well actually to be fair she accuses him of cheating he lies and then it is until she catches him again Mm -hmm. then that's and he just immediately starts hitting her and stalking her and like like really becoming like 100 percent evil and i know he was always that but the fact that they had a kid who was a couple years old like, I don't know what his plan was. Mm. Like, when he first met her and married her, like, was he, like, genuinely trying to make it work and, like, just living this, like, fake facade? Because he was always so nice every time we saw him before this. Right. And it was clearly, like, a persona he was putting on. But it'd be one thing if he did that for, like, six months and then the real asshole came out. But it seemed like he, what was he, do- like, being fake for, like, years? I think so. I think he's a guy who, like he says, and he literally says, I get go for what I want. But I think that he was willing to go along with this nice guy character as long as nobody messed with the other things he wanted to do in his life. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't until she confronted him and was standing up for herself that he turned. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess it just seems like he was so evil for the rest of the movie. I was like, this guy seems like he would be mentally going insane if he was trapped in a life where he had to be nice all the time. Well, Think about the, the, the scene where they buy that house. If that guy had not agreed to sell his house, yeah, he would have seen the bad side. Like, that's how I'm seeing their relationship as well. Yeah. I because guess, like, she chose the other route. Yeah. And I know the movie kind of shows, but, like, it was almost like his evilness was like, I'm like, I feel like this guy's incapable of even <laughs> loving his own daughter. Like, oh, let alone. True. Not that, you know, I could be wrong, but that was the way I was buying it. So I just could have. When I always say, like, he's a little more subtlety, I would have liked if it was, like, a little more ramped up. And maybe, like, every time he does something, he pushes it a little bit farther and you go, like, holy shit, he's capable of that also? Mm. As opposed to, like, he got so evil, I was just like, oh, he's capable of anything right off the bat. When it would have been more if, like, we could have been like, all right, so he's a little bit obsessive. Mm. Oh, shit, he's a little bit, like, crazy. Oh, shit, he's murderous, you know, like. Okay, a um, little more build. Yeah, a little more build. Because it was just, it just turned a little fast for me, personally. How did you feel about how her group of friends sort of rescues her this first time. This is the first time she's able to get out of the house with Gracie. Yeah, I I like the scene a lot. Even though it wouldn't buy you that much time, I like the fake water bottle piss trick. Uh, When she sneaks out of bed and puts the water bottle in. But for the sake of us seeing the shot as an audience, she doesn't leave the bathroom fast enough. (laughs) Like she sets it up and it gets like three quarters empty before she steps out of the bathroom. (laughs) And I'm just like, (laughs) J-Lo. Like, you know, like I get you want us to see it because the screenwriter's like, what a cool idea. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was, but like, I I, I never really seen that movie before. Like you not only sneak out, but like you literally make the sound of peeing. So if they wake up for a second, I'm like, oh, they're peeing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty dope. He fucking Michael Myers hers out of the goddamn uh, closet. <laughs> this was the closest scene to like fear what I fear. I think that's why I liked it so much. Oh, cool. You All know, because right. she's trying to break out of the house and like I don't even know how this motherfucker knew. Like, yeah, he knew. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> he closet. Michael Myers out of the closet. <laughs> he did. Tell yeah. me he didn't. No, he kind of did. As starts whooping her ass, and yeah. her friends come in. When her friends come in, though, one of the things I did really like or a little moment I really liked is 
when they seem like there's like nothing they can do like he's got does he has a gun right the the, the yes the, and mitch has a gun at this point like they like mitch seems like he and he's like i can kill you like right now you know you're 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 in my house you broke in like yes. self-defense and then her slim's father figure just immediately thinks and grabs his daughter first off yes. which is like you're not gonna shoot me if i'm holding your daughter you might shoot her but then he immediately he, he's just like look at your papa look at what your papa's doing and yes. made her wake up and like the dad you know and like that moment i liked too because then i was like all right so he's not michael myers like he actually has <laughs> feelings he's like he doesn't want his he doesn't want his daughter to look at him as a murderer who's pointing a gun at his mom and then so like that literally is like that was like a smart move to get out of that situation and i like when writers come up with that because we've been telling these kind of stories forever and there are just so many times where i'm like watching a movie like this where i'm like you can like you can hit him in the nuts so easy right now <laughs> and just put him down and like do something and so I, I kind of like that they thought of a very clever way to get out of it that I bought and I I didn't necessarily think of myself. It yeah. was cool. It was yeah. really the whole the whole scene from the Michael Myers breakout to this. I was into yeah, it. cool. I'm glad you liked that scene. I was hoping like of all the scenes that that one at least like the the technique he used would have yeah. gotten you. From this point on, you also realize, and this was another warning for me as a teenager to always make sure that I am financially independent because <laughs> <laughs> he freezes all her money yeah he freezes all the money like she hasn't been working this entire time no. like she's a housewife yeah so all of their accounts are mixed she any credit card she uses and he has uh like he will he can trace her um he knows all of her friends because she only has a you know a small amount so whatever wherever they go or whatever credit cards they use, like he can even trace that because he of course has a tie to the police system and like has a bunch of friends there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> they didn't really explain that very well, nah. but I bought it, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, from this point on, she's basically on the run with Gracie, which I think complicates things or definitely does complicate things. Slim has to just be very clever in the kinds of people she relies on for help. Obviously, she's not going to Mitch's mom, but she does have this uh, friend or old friend named Joe who she leans on yeah, it's quite her a bit. Yeah, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, her ex-boyfriend. They say at the wedding that they used to date. Yeah. So rather than and he, going... Uh, and he sleeps with uh, Juliet Lewis yeah. at some point off camera. Oh my God, I freaking love that they don't like sit on that for a while like it's not like oh you slept with my best friend i don't know if i can trust I'd, you i'd be like yo it's like a husband's beating my ass <laughs> let's all get together <laughs> but I have, I have two just like general thoughts of like this this area of the movie i like one of the ideas that's explored with this movie is the idea of j-lo not wanting her kid to come out of this emotionally scarred mm. and so she's constantly trying to like shield her from what's actually happening and not let her know that they're like running from her maniac father and stuff like that. Yes. So I like that idea as a theme. I will say there is no fucking way <laughs> J-Lo is succeeding in this mission. <laughs> like, she keeps acting like she is, but, like, yo, this kid is going to come out of this thing so fucked up. Like, I don't know. Like, kids kind of feed off your energy, and J-Lo is constantly, like, acting like everything is fine, and then, like, a door will knock or a fucking phone will ring, and she will go into full panic mode and be uh, like, get in the closet! Get in there! Get in there! Don't talk! Don't talk! Don't talk! And then, she, like, two seconds later, be like, it's all fine, baby. Let's go. And, like, I'm like, I had to shield my kid. Like, don't... I don't want her getting scarred. And I'm like, yo, that kind of shit scars you. I... We're, like, we're like, you can't, like... You're, like, sitting there like, this is my mom. supposed to protect me. And, like, every, like four hours she like panics and tells me to hide somewhere <laughs> i guess 
don't know. I'm a little I'm biased. Say, I'm not saying it's the movie's fault. I'm like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's it's altruistic. The character wants that, but there's no way. That's like, so. I just don't think she's succeeding. I like, guess now that I think about it, I'm having when your in, mom like, run to when, a bus, being like, "Help!" Yeah, I'm <laughs> thinking in like scary. in the hotel room too and shit like that. <laughs> like, it's just constantly like, "Get in the bathroom!" Like, it's just no. Okay, no shelters. All right, she hasn't been tainted by anything so far, and you know, I want to keep it that way. What is that? Who's banging on the door? I don't know. Why? What's going on? Mom, I'm It's gonna be okay, baby. I let that slide because Gracie is young. So it's like, maybe she'll have short-term memory. Yeah, maybe. But I, I see know. what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I love, but I like it. The concept is cool. And I think that's like, uh, it makes the story a little bit more deeper than just like, we have to keep trying to stay alive. You know, like, it's right. like it gives it a little bit of a emotional weight to like what's going on. And, and it me, it helped me relate and feel like trapped alongside with JLo. Cause she knows like, it's not just a story of staying alive. It's like every day that I'm living like this, my daughter's getting more messed up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want that. I think, you know, like I want her to grow up normal. This shouldn't, like this isn't her fault, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Like, you know, it could have been a little bit more generic if they didn't even think about kind of relying on that. I agree. I'm more just joking that, you know, it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, it, you know, sometimes one traumatic effect, like you don't even know it gets buried in the back of your brain and it fucks with you for the rest of your life. So like, for sure. this little girl is just building a whole army of those. Yeah. That when she's like 22, she's going to be like, why am I compelled to drink? Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, oh yeah, because I was hiding in closets from fucking six to seven years old. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. And then, you know, the other thing, this is, this is more of a comedy moment for me. Oh no. Uh, it was during one of the times in this montage when they're on the run, Mitch sends some goons after J-Lo. Oh. Full disclosure, folks, this is the longest period we've gone between watching the movie and recording. <laughs> it's been about eight, nine days, so I don't remember exactly the, the situation, but the killers are coming after her. She was kind of running away, and then she's, like, in a room where... They know she went in there, but they can't find her, so they think she's hiding. And they walk over, and there's, like, a, a sports bag, like, a human-sized sports bag, like, leaned up against oh, the wall. Oh, yeah. And they think she's in there. And so in my head, I'm like, all right, now they're going to unzip it, and she's either going to be in there or she's not going to be in there. But this motherfucker, just without even checking, just immediately boxing style, does a right haymaker to the side of the thing. And I was like, yo, they love hitting J-Lo. <laughs> like, it. did Mitch tell them? Yo, like, yo, it's been about a few weeks since I've given her a nice, sad one right there, so... If you see her, just make sure she gets a couple of hooks. In. You get a couple of hooks in the body before you take her in. My takeaway was that all those FBI agents beat their wives. Like they, they, they're like a beat our wives co- club yeah, of some sort. It was just like I didn't. It made me laugh so because at this point Mitch has already like hit her like quote unquote hit her like a man like five six times. Yeah, and so I just like did he instruct this? Like, <laughs> Like, whose instinct is that? Like, I think they're hiding in here. Let me throw a fist. Like, if you think someone's hiding in the closet, you're not just going to throw a fist into the closet. You're gonna... Jesus Christ. Oh, that's... Those are my two takeaways for a little I, while. Yeah. I mean, 
one of the scary takeaways for me watching a movie like this also is sort of how helpless everyone around her sort of is too like in terms of trying to help her get out of the situation I think obviously this is a movie scenario like for this guy to have this much influence and power over law enforcement yeah but like when you really think about it it is sort of hard to help someone who's in a relationship like like that who's like legally bound to and has children involved like how helpless you could be to like try and help no yeah without like true a concrete concrete proof yeah like even because there's like that good scene that we talked about earlier with the law enforcement where she he's like he's like if you tell us we'll go and arrest him but then she's like yeah but if he has money he can post bail and they're like yes yeah. so he's like then he's out and he's now he's just furious like, <laughs> but then know? you get a restraining order yeah. a piece of paper exactly <laughs> like, so, <laughs> yeah they do they do a good job of making her feel kind of helpless like and kind of just like fuck you know right when you're helpless you sort of have to look at all your resources and one of the the resources that uh slim sort of explores is her biological father yeah man how lucky is she to have a a a father with money (laughs) uh yeah well at first but yeah first he sees like a complete asshole but yeah in the long run yeah 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 but yeah man good old fred ward plays him i love fred ward Uh, i knew you would know him you gotta know i mainly know him from tremors Oh, Tremors. He plays along. He's the second lead next to Kevin Bacon. Oh, snap. And then in Tremors 2, he becomes the lead because Kevin Bacon didn't want to come back. Oh. But yeah, her dad's name is Jupiter. And uh, apparently he's slept around a lot in his time. So he has a bunch of people coming claiming to be his kid. Yeah. Slim is actually his kid and has his necklace. Mm-hmm. So I think at, at some point... Oh, it, I did find it funny that the only reason he ended up helping her in the end is because he was intrigued by the goons who end up coming and threatening him if he ends up helping her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I like that, too. Where it wasn't even, like, through altruistic shit. Like, he was just like, if you're in a situation where someone has enough money to hire goons to come threaten me, and, like, he's arguably just as rich and powerful as Mitch, you know? Yeah. So it's like, he's just like, I got this is a story to tell, you know? Like, it's like, it's like I can't pass up the opportunity to see how this plays out. douchebag. <laughs> oh, I love it, though. <laughs> well, he gives her, like, I forget what it was, it was like, five Gs or something. Like, yeah. Something to get you started. Because, yeah, like, at this, is this the point when she, like, changes her, like, name and identity and all that? Like, yes. Yeah, so, like... She moves to Michigan. Yeah, because, like, it, for Sarah. a while, she's just running around, like, going place to place trying to, like, survive. But then she actually, like, roots herself down in Michigan. Oh. Changes her name. Yeah. Before we head into sort of her, like, full transition. She's transitioned a little bit here, like you just said. But we got to talk about this home alone setup that happens at this home. Oh, Yeah. Eventually, Mitch does track her down in this new home that her and Gracie, a.k.a. Queen Elizabeth, make for themselves. Yeah. She's so freaking cute, this girl. Reminded um, me of the was it Big Daddy. when they, He's like, what do you want your name to be? And the kid's like, Frankenstein. <laughs> like, it reminded me of that. Yes, exactly. But I did like, I, I felt like this was very horror movie-esque where... You feel like Mitch is around, but they do like a lot of like trick shots. Yeah, yeah. Michael Myers. Well, yeah. (laughs) Sure. But like when he actually does show up, I think the coolest gadget was her bracelet. The mace spray. Yeah, yeah. Freaking golden. Oh, mace. Yeah, I guess I didn't know what it was. I was like. Uh, I didn't know. I just knew it was something that like incapacitated him. But yeah, it was mace. I was like, yo, you should have put fucking doubled it. Whatever it Uh. was. like. (laughs) Like, blind him for life. Like, who gives a shit? Like, you for know sure. what I mean? Like, what's he going to do? Be like, ah, she blinded me when I was trying to choke her to death, you know? <laughs> 
But mm. were you expecting the twist that the guy who gave her the rose at the beginning was his pal? No, I wasn't expecting it, but I was. But you weren't surprised. I was ready to criticize the movie for how convenient that was. Well, I was uh, going to be like, really? Like, that, like, it just happened that easily? And then, yeah, it ended up, you know, I, like, you know, I've seen that angle before. You know, it was in that Fresh Prince we watched recently. Oh. D.L. Hughley and, and Will Smith. Remember, he plays like the douchebag oh, yeah, and then yeah, Will yeah. pretends to rescue the girl so he can get her number. Yeah, yeah it's like a, it's an old school move. Yo, yo, Keith, come here, man. Come here. Do the chivalry join. Man, come on. You know I'm trying to concentrate. Do, 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 do the chivalry join, man. man come on. Do... Right. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Why don't you stand up and wrap your arms around a real man? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, check it out, check it out, check it out. I got four words for you. Holiday Inn. <laughs> Come on, girl, you know you want to. Excuse me, miss. Is this abrasive Negro bothering you? <laughs> yes, as a matter of fact, he is. Allow me. <clears throat> now, you look here, buddy. You have no business bothering this sweet young lady. Now, you apologize and don't make me take off my belt. Okay, not the, not the belt, man. I'd be cool. I, I, all right, look, I'm sorry, okay? Now, you get out of her face now. <laughs> One thing that I find hilarious, and I'm not afraid to hate on this movie. I do love it, but yeah. they had to have a discussion where they were like, guy, you can't come to my wedding because then Slim will know. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we're we've known each other a long time and are pals, I did like that his friend though was like still pissed at him of like, yo, we've been doing this scam for years. Like, what the hell are you doing, falling in love and marrying one of them? You know, like he's, mm-hmm. he's mad. He's like, yo, we were doing something fun, and now you turned it into like this whole thing. You know? <laughs> but I didn't really get the relationship of like why the the other guy seems pretty scared of Mitch at the end of the day. Because mm. remember, he kept saying like, "I'm not gonna do it, or I'll send a guy." And he's like, "No, it has to be you." And like, it just he was like, "Okay." Like, I was like, what the f- "What's your relationship to this guy?" I don't know. They didn't really go into that yeah. either. They didn't really go into anything about like <laughs> Mitch, like where his money and power even like comes from. Yeah. Like he seemed way he had a lot of free time to be fucking with J Lo. Yeah. I'd be like, yo, are you losing money I mean, daily? Like our, what, you, what should you be attending to that you're not? Are contractors like construction workers like making a lot of do they have a lot of power somehow? I don't, I know. don't know. <laughs> I think they just try tried to give him some kind of like convenient job where he has a lot of money and a lot of free time. Yeah. After that encounter, I think that sort of put Slim over the edge where she's like, I can't do this for the rest of my life or the rest of Gracie's life. So yeah. something's got to happen. And we go into sort of a slim transformation from this point forward. For sure. So uh, do you want to head into spoilers? Yeah, totally. I don't remember exactly when it happens, but there's a scene when they're in a diner and a waitress talks to them briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the woman who plays uh, Charlie's mom on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah so I was like, oh, shit. Like, I don't usually see her in things. So I was like, oh, dip. No, that actually happens around this point. That's right yeah. after that encounter. Um, And the waitress is the one who recommends the lawyer that she speaks to, uh-huh. who's played by Bill Cobbs. I like this scene, too, because... The whole movie, we've been talking about how like helpless she is and how she can't go to the cops. She can't do this. She can't do that. She can't do this. And this lawyer kind of tells her that by not doing any of those things, she's kind of screwed herself even more mm. because she's gotten herself in this like in this predicament 
but she has like no like if if along the way she was reporting it to the police there'd at least be like a paper trail mm. proving that he has a history of violence but like because she always ran or tried to take care of herself and didn't share her story it kind of fucked her <laughs> and it was cool because to me it was like she didn't know for a fact none of those things would work it was either like stuff that mitch told her wouldn't work or that she got in her own head wouldn't work or like that one kind of lazy cop like i'm sure you know maybe she would have gotten like a a more helpful police officer that day who could have been like like right. that guy was a very dismissive asshole <laughs> so like literally just the fact that she talked to like a shitty cop that day she didn't report anything. So it was cool to me where it was like, it was like the fear and the paranoia like stopped her from helping herself mm. as opposed to like 100% like nobody would help her. It was more like, it was like her, her psyche that fucked with it. Like right. she, she got trapped in her mind and was like, I can't trust anyone. I can't talk to anyone. I have to help myself. Yeah. And now this lawyer was like, because you did that, <laughs> I can't help you because you just seem insane. Right. You seem like a woman who took her daughter and ran away from her husband. For no reason, you know. So yeah. I, I like that. I thought it, it brought another cool angle to it. Yeah, I was I was completely expecting like this to be like him being the hero moment, and he just wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that too. That's awesome. And then and then it made it made me buy like how drastic of a plan she comes up with because this mm. kind of solidified like you've already started this fucking journey <laughs> of like you got to get yourself out at this point because you've refused. Not refused help, but, like, didn't seek help along the way. Right. So, so now it's, like, it's up to you. Yeah. You know? I mean, this lawyer is basically telling her, too, like, because she has this custody hearing coming up, it could be a plot to get her in a, at a certain place at a certain time. And then just follow her after that, you know? Exactly. So that sort of drives her to this idea that, you know, she sort of has to end it um, on her own terms. And she comes up with a plan to basically go one-on-one with her husband. J-Lo refers to this movie, like, she was like, I was attracted to it because it's, like, the Rocky, like, the female Rocky where she just, like, takes into her own hands. Yeah, she gets, like, her own, like, Morpheus the trainer. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I think I love this whole movie for this scene. (laughs) This training scene gives me goosebumps every single time. Like, you you can tell when movies like this do it when the actor actually puts in the work versus when they don't because they have to shoot it in like a lazy way where it looks like they're doing badass stuff but they're Mm. not but like this one you could tell j-lo like did some fight training like for sure just even the way she bobbed and weaved and like it just looked realistic you know what i mean yeah which i I appreciated i appreciated that like they went through it yeah she actually did some research so her and her trainer were like digging into what sort of styles they could do for this scene in the movie Mm -hmm. and they were like there's no way realistically that a woman like that could become like a karate expert in like a few a matter of a few weeks yeah um but they discovered this fighting style called krav maga yeah yeah oh do you know it Mm -hmm. i've heard about it oh turn up i Um, feel like it was real popular in the 2000s because in pop culture it showed up uh, everywhere Okay. I feel, I, like it obviously was older than that, but I think that's when like Americans got a hold of it. Oh, like okay. I mean, it was in, like How I Met Your Mother. Like I, you know, oh, like, dang. Yeah, yeah, like it was like random shit. Oh, okay, but um, yeah, basically it's sort of like this hybrid fighting style, or it's it's really a self defense fighting um style. Um, and it's kind of like designed so like you don't have to. I mean, like, so you don't, you don't necessarily be like bigger or stronger than the other person. It's more like teach, you know, 
it's not that it's for women, but it's like it's like oh, if your attacker is bigger than you, how can you still get out of it? Right. How do you up? use their energy? And, and uh, yeah, and then like put take them out to like like hurt them enough where they're not gonna come after you again. Like exactly. It was originated in Israel um, for the military, yeah. but they were like, oh yeah, this is the technique she'll use in this movie, and it makes sense. Like something you can sort of learn and adapt uh, to like your situation. Yeah. So I freaking love it. Like, and and this guy was so intense too this trainer yeah <laughs> uh his name's bruce young and just i i think it's something with his eyes like he looks a tiny bit cross-eyed so like yeah. i was just like oh my god i'm, I'm kind of scared about this guy like they don't give him any background nothing like yeah. he's just her trainer that jupiter her dad hooked her up with and it's just so badass yeah and it's like this was like the Miyagi Do moment. It's like, for sure. you know, and the Kill Bill moment with Pai Mei. Yes, exactly. So yeah, you gotta yeah. love it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. <laughs> and just his epic speech too, where he's like, the scenario where you're down on your back and on the ground. I know, I know, it's coming. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I didn't hate it that he said it. I hated. That they replayed him saying it later. Uh, that was... I was like, what do you think? I'm a fucking moron? That was like four minutes ago. <laughs> I, like, I mean, I love... Like, were they thinking that when we got to that scene, we'd be like, oh, like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot he said that. Because it's, like, it's not like he said it an hour ago. <laughs> like, he said it right before the scene. So I was like, I was like, yeah, that's what's going to end. Like, you know, like, I really wish he didn't say that or... I go because uh, I was thinking of Kill Bill too with like the the exploding heart technique thing. Like, uh, yeah. how lame would it have been if like four or five times they kept like talking, or about like it. right beforehand, like right before that scene is when we they talk about it, and then she uses it, and then after she uses it, it cuts back, and you hear Bill's voice being like, "It's called the exploding heart technique." You know, yeah. like it would have been so corny. So I, I did yeah. forget about it by the time we got to it in the movie. Yeah, like the- and you're like, oh, the technique. <laughs> But also, you think no one else in the world even knows it. Like yes. this, he was like, okay, when it's that last part of the fight, <laughs> this is what you do. Like, oh, I, I really wish you didn't say Because I, I love the whole training sequence, but I couldn't. Yeah. I, this final scene takes place in this w- weird house um, yeah. <laughs> that has, that feels, that does not feel like a home at all. It's where Slim basically, like, I mean, she's in her full Sarah Connor at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, she is. You know, sexy tank tops and fucking like just ready to fight. Like, <laughs> Putting rings on and wrapping I them love up. The rings. Yeah. And all right. So she has a like, it's a pretty dope plan of like, she's setting up all these clues and letters so that it looks like she was coming to talk about what to do with their daughter and then she was going to kill him and then be like self-defense. Right. But she came dressed for a fight. Like, like it's like, you know, like when you, when the, when you're in the, well, room. she she throws that clo- those clothes away. Does she? Yeah, like in the in the she throws all the gadgets and like all that stuff. And the away. rings and everything. Yeah. Oh, okay, I might have. Sorry, it's, guys, it's been nine days. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. I've it's watched all good. eleven movies since we, were, <laughs> since we watched enough. <laughs> but you're sort of touching on one of the critiques that I came across, where it was like, if they do a diagnostic of like his his body and like the punches to his face they don't match like the impact yeah it doesn't make sense for him to have all these like ring marks or whatever like in those punches yeah yeah 
But whatever. I but care. I do believe, honestly, if it really went to court and he was dead, a lot of people would come out of the woodwork. They're like, from his past, that he's like, you know, other women and shit. Like, yeah. knowing that he's not a threat anymore, they'd be like, oh yeah, he fucked me up. Like, the, <laughs> you might even be able to flip the mom without, you know, with him not being in the picture. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not gonna sit there and harp on it, but it was just funny. I forgot she threw all that shit away. <laughs> I was just thinking of like, because we just watched the trailer, you know, and then yeah. she's giving the line like. If you, if, you, if you died in self-defense, it's not murder, you know? And I'm like, yo, you're dressed like you came to murder someone. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, fuck him up. I think that uh, Mitch is played by Billy Campbell, and his mean is so freaking scary. Yeah. Like, I... And I, I had to... I This was the first time I looked up an interview with him, and he was on Conan to talk about enough. Uh-huh. And he's such, like, a nice guy that oh, it was so... Actors. I know, but, like... <laughs> I was. It was the first time young Masha could let older Masha look up like this guy for who he is, who is a person playing a character. Yeah. But yeah, I just I found this final scene as corny as that last moment is, uh, with the the voiceover. I just found it to be so badass, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't even like that tactical of a move. It was just like. Make sure you get ready for him to kick you. Yeah. Or even if, like, they could have seeded it so much earlier where, like, he had her down and he was kicking her. And then maybe she says that to, like, a friend. Mm-hmm. Like, like that fucking son of a bitch. Not only does he have to hit me, he always kicks me whenever I'm on the floor, too. Yeah. And, like, that's it. And then, in this scene, when she grabs him and you go, like, oh, she remembers that he always kicks, you know? <laughs> but it was, like, this guy didn't even know him. So, like, the fact that he telegraphed it also made it just seem a little silly where he was, mm. like, as sure as he is a coward, he will kick you once more. <laughs> and then I was just, like, yeah, a coward will probably do that. But you said it as if, like, you know this guy and, like, that's his move. It could have yeah. been cooler if, like, it happened to her twice and she didn't say anything. And then the third time she's, like, fuck this. Like, you know. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. So that's why yeah, I didn't... Uh, because I loved everything else. I loved, I think his acting was good of him getting like more and more scared of her. Mm-hmm. Where at first he thinks it's like a joke where he's like, oh my God, you're going to fight me. And then he gets slapped like once or twice and you see him getting like angrier and angrier. And then that anger turns to like fear once he realizes that like he can't even like get a hit on her. I agree. And I really like J-Lo's acting in this scene because the one moment where she does have the opportunity to just kill him clean with the glass, like she can't do it. Yeah. And I think... I don't know. I just, I found that moment to be very believable. As much hate as we've all built as an audience. Oh, yeah. She's not a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's annoying when movies take killing too lately. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause like, it's obviously, you know, we don't know what it would feel to like have that option, but like, Think about it when we catch a mouse in our house. Yeah. Like, and then when we're actually standing over the mouse in the trap, the idea of like bringing something down and killing it, it's like too much. Like, yes. he's too big of a creature where like, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I can't. I just don't have it in me to like squish something that bi- that big. Yeah. Now imagine yeah. like a human. Like no matter how much you hated it, could you imagine like stopping a no. heart? Like no, I, can't. <laughs> I absolutely can't imagine it. So uh. so yeah, I buy it. Like yeah, it's great. <laughs> I was let down though. Oh no. At this scene because it, during the training sequence, there's a dope ass part where like I don't know they're talking and they're doing something and then he holds up a lemon and she fucking does a double eye poke gouge into the lemon. Yeah. Eye gouge. That doesn't show itself into the fight later. <laughs> and I'm like, you can't do that. Don't show me that dope-ass move she learned. Like, I was so waiting for the moment of him about to do something, and then she just takes two fingers and fucking Aww. gets them right in both eyeballs, like, real hard. And I was like, man, they fucked up Chekhov's gun. Like, you can't you can't show the gun. That's and- so funny. I think that was more of a reflex technique. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. Because they did bring up everything else, like the chokehold. Yeah. So I feel you there. Cool. Well, uh, why don't we just dive into some best worst and have some fun? 
so this will be pretty short, but I, I have one best worst yeah, that I figured we'd discuss. I, I, I was having a hard time this week coming up with one, so we'll, we'll do yours. Cool. Keep, keep it nice and short for the folks. Yeah. Best worst supporter. Ooh. And we've touched on this already. Yeah. But uh, I just I just feel like we need to bring it up one more time because his mother, Mitch's mother, is literally the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. You know how powerful your son is. You're blaming your daughter-in-law for what's happening and you're like why can't i see gracie my granddaughter when you know the scenario yep. like uh, you're literally yeah. the worst she wins <laughs> she wins i can't think of someone who's worse than her who could be considered a supporter you know what i mean yes like, yeah she's terrible how how can you say you love your granddaughter but not care about the person who brought her into this world you yeah. know like it just doesn't yeah <laughs> add up to me Best probably on paper is the ex-boyfriend who she ends up getting with. Mm -hmm. But I kind of like the father figure. I like him a lot. Mm. I kind of want to give it to him. But on paper, the other guy was a little bit more selfless. Like, he really had nothing to gain. Like, it's like an ex-girlfriend and he puts his whole, like, life on the line. That's true. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, someone who, like, if you raised her, it's essentially your daughter. Like, he's going to have he's gonna have her back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So, like, it was, yeah. So, but I just, I loved him so much. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, mine mine was the old boyfriend, but I totally agree with you that the father figure was the bomb. Yeah, and he 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 didn't have money. So like when he put cash down for the plane ticket, I was like, oh man, yeah, that's love. I know, he's great. <laughs> cool. All that's right, awesome. Let's Should dive in. Beyond the credits. Yeah. I admittedly don't really have anything here, uh, so I'll let you take it away. Oh, I just. Like, you know, I want this movie to embrace what it truly is, which mm. is, you know, a slasher movie. So <laughs> I'd like uh, a sequel called Enough is Enough. Ooh. And Mitch rises from the grave, preferably uh, <laughs> preferably wears some kind of mask that covers his Jesus face. That would, that would be fantastic. And he's just stalking her. Like, he's, or like, yo, Gracie's getting a little older and she just, like, lives. All right, that's a little bit better. Gracie, same thing I just said, but. <laughs> It's it's a few years later. Gracie's in her teen years now, and she's got that PTSD, mm -hmm. and she doesn't really know why. And J Lo won't really talk about it. Ooh. So J Lo's kind of living that thing you were saying, where she was hoping she was so young that she'll just like forget about it. Yeah, she wasn't that young. It's there. Ooh. So J Lo refuses to even acknowledge. She just says your father died when you were young, and she was like, she, she's just like, I got these memories of this guy. Like who's this guy? And then you know, lightning storms outside fault of lightning dad's in the yard for a second when he's not in the yard for a second all of a sudden you know they have a cat maybe something the cat's dead what happened to the cat oh it's gonna be good oh that's that's a little you got me hooked <laughs> it's called enough is enough <laughs> it's the sequel that's great yeah that's what I, that's what i would like personally <laughs> it would never happen but match yeah Mitch is then, alive he's alive yeah and then like you know maybe when the daughter finds out, she ends up, like, resenting J-Lo and actually, like, wants to be with Mitch the killer. Uh, and then J-Lo looks crazy. But meanwhile, she's like, you don't understand. <laughs> and then Mitch is like, I'm just here with my mask. I'm chilling. Oh, He's got to have a mask, though. <laughs> I can't with you with the mask. Folks, we have a uh, Halloween franchise deep dive coming up. <laughs> I might have Michael Myers on the mind. Oh, man. Oh, Michael Myers. Halloween has been playing nonstop in our household, like, for the past week or so. Movies. 
Yes. Yeah, when I said I've watched 11 movies since enough, I meant I've watched 11 <laughs> Halloween movies. Actual movies. <laughs> 11 subsequent Halloween movies. Plus special features. Starting with Halloween, ending with Halloween. <laughs> because they had the same title. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't know, I just had fun with it. I, didn't, I I just decided to go silly with it. I didn't really have a real. In reality, no, there's no sequel to this. Like right. he, he's dead. They're happily ever after. I, you know, like unless they thought of a real smart way to bring up the PTSD with the daughter. But like, yeah, I don't want. I don't. You know, I don't want Mitch's friends getting revenge. Like all that shit sounds corny. I agree. That's why I didn't have anything for Beyond the Credits. So I'm glad you did. Uh, yeah. That's that's a pretty cool ideation. Everything I didn't bring into Best Worst, <laughs> I poured into Beyond the Credits. <laughs> Can I just, the last critique that I'll mention of this movie, and I, I think this is just like a savage critique that Alice King of Entertainment Weekly said. She described the- <laughs> Damn, are you doxing her on her <laughs> podcast? <laughs> Jesus, you don't have to give her all fucking- <laughs> Okay, well, the only reason I'm doing it is because I feel like she bullied this kid, like Tessa, uh, who plays uh, Slim's daughter yeah, in the movie. Like- she called her- uh, helium voiced little girl <laughs> i was like that's a child why are you calling her helium voiced isn't that mean yeah this lady's mean she was basically talking about how like jennifer lopez lacked connection with her on-screen daughter commenting that all this to protect a helium voiced little girl with whom lopez has little chemistry and it's as if she's handling garbage rather than a small child I don't think that's true. Yeah, this lady's, she's got she's got something else going on. I don't know. I don't know what she's actually talking about there. Yeah, I think I think someone broke up with her or something. Yeah, like, or like she just found out she can't have kids or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, something's going on that has nothing to do with this movie. Because I don't. How could you get that angry? This movie was like, you know, like even if you don't like it, like yeah. I can't see being like furious at it. Just be like, yeah, it's like I can see it being like it was a little cheesy. You know, like the exactly. End. <laughs> that feels like. <laughs> this this child <laughs> reminded me more of pure trash <laughs> than a human being. <laughs> All right. All right. But either way, let's not dox uh, yeah, critics. This next s- time, let's just say. I'm sorry. I'm still mad. I'm still <laughs> mad about the Rotten Tomatoes. I'm You're just... lucky we don't have a rabid fan base. We just have <laughs> a, group of, a small group of fans. Oh, God. Um. But anyway, I am so curious to hear what you think about this movie because, well, I know for a fact that I'm scared about what this movie is discussing right like the idea of an abusive relationship for me is like or i mean for anyone (laughs) is is a horror movie it's a horror tale um i 100 percent fear it everyone should i just chose this as my first movie um i to to kick off the month uh i thought that you'd enjoy it in how like i i thought that you'd enjoy this the suspense that came with it i thought you'd enjoy the, the the relationship um, and how it progresses and the relationships between, you know, Slim and Mitch and then Slim protecting her daughter. And I guess now the Michael Myers of it all, like him <laughs> popping up. And then just in terms of my favorite aspect of the movie, which is that fight scene that we talked about, like that to me is that karate kin montage building of a character to defend themselves that i know that you love yeah uh so i thought that that would really like hook you in to love this movie uh and yeah i mean just to kick off fear what i fear like i think i have a solid case here based on all that we've discussed so andy i only have one question for you do you fear what i fear (laughs) 
I love it. So, I actually have to really think about like my final final thoughts on this movie. I didn't. It didn't end in me just go like, I know exactly how I feel about <laughs> it. Um, All right, that's good. Yeah, because there is a lot I liked about it, and then there are the criticisms that I, I gave earlier. Just for the sake of lack of build-up, because it's not going to have a great climax, I'm fairly certain my answer will be that I don't love it, but I do dig it a lot. And it was mm. actually like, like I think it was like well-paced. Um, I thought the actors brought some stuff to it, and it did feel like, I think the budget helped, because this is a kind of subject matter that is often ca- like portrayed in made for tv movies you know because it's not something that takes a lot of money to make and it's very it could be relatable to anybody in a relationship we'd be like oh this is scary um so i actually like that we had a lot of location changes like we had you know kind of a big cast like it didn't feel like a small movie in any way so i dug that about it and it is like yeah it's paced really well and i will say i i was a little because i don't watch a lot of jayla movies and i've never seen her in a movie this much i thought there was something in the beginning where i wasn't too thrilled about how she like reacted to something acting wise <laughs> and i was like oh maybe i don't like jayla like maybe this isn't gonna be that good <laughs> but she turned it around on me like i don't again it's been nine days so i, I had it really memorized like oh this is the part where i sh- i saw like oh she's acting really good here yeah so i can't remember exactly but there was just i think it was like her find like the way she first found out it, she was cheating on her and i was like ah this acting's not okay you know she is a singer first like i hope it's not <laughs> but but it's like towards the end of it i really did feel like the trauma and the pain i think my biggest hang-up is just a little bit of the lack of subtlety that i just mentioned earlier where i could have used a little more build up to his evil side and that ending just uh, that, that voiceover <laughs> i really didn't like it but all in all yeah it's i think it's a really worthy movie to watch i can see why it's fear what i fear like yeah i i will because you know and we talked about this beforehand you said is it cool if we do thrillers and i said totally yeah well my biggest question was do you tolerate this more than practical Oh, literally what i was gonna say yes this was more of a horror movie than practical magic (laughs) that movie was not a horror movie in any way shape or form Uh, um but i i put this up there with like uh like a the same tone of like a panic room or something like that or even like a breaking in you know something like that where they're not quite horror movies but they they're supposed to be scary thrillers you know so i i I respect it in that it definitely helped me feel in like the october mood of like just like oh something scary is going on yeah um and it was it was it surprised me more than it didn't so Mm. for the fact that i'd never really heard about it you know and like you know i don't i don't follow like i don't believe rotten tomatoes knows everything but when i see a 22 percent, it doesn't (laughs) <laughs> always health you know yeah. i'm always just like a lot of people didn't like it i wonder why but so i was a lot more pleasantly surprised than i was unpleasantly surprised i'm actually very happy because you always talk about how you're weirded out by the fact that i'm not scared to watch these kinds of movies yeah and as we were watching it i was like oh crap you're proving him right masha he's gonna think you're such a freak <laughs> like why are you showing him this movie <laughs> so i'm happy that like you ca- you're coming out of it being like pleasantly surprised yeah, yeah. Like- i think it. it was a good cast and it was like a fun twist like you know I, di- I didn't expect fred ward to be a weird millionaire who helps her out like you know like mm-hmm. it's just like weird shit that like wasn't generic and just like oh this again you know mm-hmm. so yeah for for a subject matter that could have easily been just really redundant like i can't i want to say it's brian regan but it's been so long since i've heard the bit but a comedian has a bit that maybe Patton oswald maybe it was him 
but uh, they're making fun of like Lifetime movies and how generic they are and like how you can just see them all coming. And he's like, every time I see a preview for a Lifetime movie, it'll be something, you know, it's like Mary, you know, had the worst uh, husband of all time because daily she would get beaten by a metal rod in the Lifetime original movie, <laughs> Metal Rod. You know, like it's just like so like just not fucking subtle, just right in your face, blatant. I can't remember the comedian, but you know, so like I, I was a little worried it was just gonna be one of those, like mm-hmm. just like a very run of the mill domestic abuse movie, and I thought it had enough twists and turns, uh, star power, you know, competent enough like directing and scenes, and then those little moments I did talk about of like talking to the mom, the you know, wake up and look at your papa, like those little things. Where I was like, oh, I didn't expect that. That was cool. Yeah. So yeah, I dig it, but it's not. Yeah, I don't like love it in the sense of like, holy shit, that. They, they, I had just enough problems to take it down a notch for me, but yeah, I dug it. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna take that for fear what I fear. I think that's pretty good for me. I I dug what you love. Ah, uh, that's that's that should be the second place. Like I don't love what you love, but I dug what you love. I like it. That's, that's like, pretty sweet. That's like the number two rating you can give something in our podcast. Cool, cool. All right, folks. Well, that's our show. If you enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and tell a friend. Also, if you have time, take a moment to rate and review. Every bit of feedback helps. I'm Andy Halloween Candy. (laughs) And I'm Monster Masha. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you fear what I fear. Hey, yo, Michael. Happy fucking Halloween.